I tell you again, Harry, said Hugo Amaral, that your friend, Demoiselle, is in deep trouble. He emphasized the word friend very lightly and with an unmistakable air of distaste. Harry Zeldin detected the sour note and ignored it. He looked up from his tri-computer and said, I tell you again, Hugo, that that's nonsense. And then, with a trace of annoyance, just a trace, he added, Why are you taking up my time by insisting? Because I think it's important. Amaral sat down defiantly. It was a gesture that indicated he was not going to be moved easily. Here he was, and here he would stay. Eight years before, he had been a heat sinker in the doll sector, as low on the social scale as it was possible to be. He had been lifted out of that position by Selden, made into a mathematician and an intellectual. More than that, into a psychohistorian. Never for one minute did he forget what he had been, and who he was now, and to whom he owed the change. That meant that if he had to speak harshly to Harry Selden, for Selden's own good, no consideration of respect and love for the older man and no regard for his own career would stop him. He owed such harshness, and much more, to Selden. Look, Harry, he said, chopping at the air with his left hand, for some reason that is beyond my understanding. You think highly of this, demoiselle, but I don't. No one whose opinion I respect, except you, thinks well of him. I don't care what happens to him personally, Harry, but as long as I think you do, I have no choice but to bring this to your attention. Selden smiled as much at the other's earnestness as at what he considered to be the uselessness of his concern. He was fond of Hugo Amaral, more than fond. Hugo was one of the four people he had encountered during that short period of his life when he was in flight across the face of the planet Trantor. Ito de Mazel, Doris Vanabili, Hugo Amaril, and Raish. Four, the likes of which he had not found since. In a particular and in each case different way, these four were indispensable to him. Hugo Amaril, because of his quick understanding of the principles of psychohistory and of his imaginative probings into new areas. It was comforting to know that if anything happened to Selden himself before the mathematics of the field could be completely worked out, and how slowly it proceeded and how mountainous the obstacles, there would at least remain one good mind that would continue the research. He said, I'm sorry, Hugo, I don't mean to be impatient with you or to reject out of hand whatever it is you are so anxious to make me understand. It's just this job of mine. It's this business of being a department head. Amaral found it his turn to smile, and he repressed a slight chuckle. I'm sorry, Harry, and I shouldn't laugh, but you have no natural aptitude for the position. As well I know, but I'll have to learn. I have to seem to be doing something harmless, and there's nothing, nothing more harmless than being the head of the mathematics department at Strayling University. I can fill my day with unimportant tasks, so that no one need know or ask about the course of our psychohistorical research. 
But the trouble is, I do fill my day with unimportant tasks, and I have insufficient time to... His eyes glanced around his office at the materials stored in computers, to which only he and Amaral had the key, and which, even if anyone else stumbled upon them, had been carefully phrased in an invented symbology that no one else would understand. Amaral said, Once you work your way further into your duties, you'll begin to delegate, and then you'll have more time. I hope so, said Selden dubiously. But tell me, what is it about Ito de Mazel that is so important? Simply that Ito de Mazel, our great emperor's first minister, is busily creating an insurrection. <laughs>